Are you ready? So you should already be recording. I am. Oh. Greetings and welcome to episode four of The Long Box. I'm Mandy. And I'm Andy. Coming to you from Mushyhead Comics with all the comic, entertainment, and geek-filled news for the week of December 3rd, 2017. On today's episode, we're talking about It, Chapter 2. We have all the rumors and speculations on casting and our return to Derry. Then let's talk about Avengers Infinity War. But first, let's get the rundown on all the graphic goodness in stores December 6th. Andy, what can we look forward to this week? Okay, I'm actually going to start with the number ones first, and then we can get into the picks. Okay, first we have Jupiter Jet, number one, from Action Lab Entertainment. Mighty Crusader, number one, from Archie Comics. From Boom Studios, we have Klaus and the Crisis in Christmasville. And for you nostalgia seekers, we have Rocco's Modern Life. From Danger Zone, we have Consultant Number 1, a four-part miniseries. We have Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 from DC Comics. Dynamite's releasing Barbarella. From IDW, we have Gem and the Holograms Dimensions. Image has two new books, Paradiso and Sleepless. Keen Spot Entertainment gives us Trump's Titans versus Fidget Spinner Force. Street Fighter Shadowloo Special from Udon Entertainment. And from Valiant, we get Faith's Winter Wonderland Special. And for my actual picks, we have Venom Inc. Alpha number one. This set will include a 1 for 50 variant by Gabriel Del Otto. We also get a new Witchblade series with a new bearer of the blade in Alex Underwood. For my final pick, Batman White Knight number three, where we are introduced to another Harley. Hmm, you know I love me some Harley. Which in this case, it's actually the original Harley. And she's not happy with the way things are going with the current Harley. She thinks the current Harley is enabling the Joker, who is now going by Jack Napier. That's interesting. He's going by Jack because he is taking medication that offsets his psychosis. Which is where we got that uh, cover or interior page that we had on the last episode, right? Or the episode before last. Yes. And since Harley is not happy with the way things are going, the Joker is no longer uh, a villain. She's going to take up that mantle on her own. And she's calling herself the Neo Joker. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So I'm very interested in seeing how that turns out. Okay, moving on. Okay, my list is my list. (laughs) Hey, wait, 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 whose is this? It's my list. Who's my? Is this is this another uh, boove? Yes. Is this like my mom? My mom. This is my mom's list. So it's my list. So for my list, I have two picks this week. My first pick is Star Wars Darth Vader number nine. As the threat of the Jedi continues to menace the fledgling empire, Vader finds himself on the trail of a Jedi his master has commanded him to keep alive. I like the regular cover by Francesco Mattina. Yeah, he's a good artist. He does good work. I like that. My second and final pick is The Unbelievable Gwenpool number 23, Doom Sees You part 3. The Unbelievable Gwenpool versus the Mighty Doctor Doom at last, and only one of them will make it out in one piece. It's rated T+, so obviously this is a mature read. I enjoyed the cover, but I love Gwenpool, so. I I think they're over-teasing that by saying that, and only one of them makes it out in one piece. I think one of them's going to lose a fingernail or a toenail or something. A toenail? (laughs) Oh my god, I lost my sock! I broke a nail! 
Next, we have our yay covers of the week and our honorable mentions. I had Paradiso number one. Paradiso. Paradiso. Thank you. No, no, it, it really isn't because I was thinking that like as soon as I read it, I was thinking Paradiso. And then I was I started reading what the summary was and I was like, that has nothing to do with being Latin. I don't know where Paradiso came from. Well, I like cover B by artist Christian Ward. Well, I actually did see it and it, I almost did put it on my list. It's uh, for me to put it on my list. It, it really has to stand out. Okay. Then I also put Violent Love, number 10, cover B on my list by artist Victor Santos. Both A and B are both by Victor, but I enjoyed the silhouette style with the different character faces overlaid in the multiple colors. It kind of looked cool. I tried to read this comic back in the day, I guess, and I didn't really enjoy it that much, but I, I did like this cover. I do enjoy the idea and the the colors but the style is definitely not uh not something i enjoy right it had a cool vibe it was kind of like dark arc number three i just liked the way it looked i didn't really i mean it's not in my bag but overall i enjoyed the look of it i, I think you should change this uh this list from yay covers to eh covers okay we'll do that <laughs> andy you had a couple of picks uh my two cover picks were the venom ink alpha number one uh one for 50 variant by gabriel del Otto, mm -hmm. which pretty much anything that he puts out there for incentive variants is usually really good uh then i have the unknown comic store exclusive for witchblade number one i usually don't like these white covers that don't have a lot of contrast as witchblade herself the way she's drawn kind of blends into the back background but the way she drew witchblade in general though so detailed basically in this case it did not become a deal breaker i was able to get over it and obviously because we don't completely suck there will be links to check out all the books including variants and exclusives on our website i like that one better <laughs> and just when you thought it was safe to go back into the sewers it chapter two is in the works let's talk about casting of the losers club and rumors on our return to Derry. So the film schedule is down to release in the fall of 2019. Uh, the release date is speculated at September 6th at this point. Tentatively September 6th. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because the reason why they have a date is because the, the production company like literally books it for that date. Right. But it is subject to change. I feel like that's kind of early. I would have liked it more around the Halloween time. I mean, I don't know what other movies are coming out in October of 2019, but I would almost think they wouldn't have that much competition. You know what? I agree with you. That is kind of early. I think it's early. It's not really a horror film. It's more of a psychological thriller type thing. I mean, there are some cheap scare moments to it, but it's not like a full out like rrr, 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 horror movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but that shit imprints on your, in your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you turn around all of a sudden you're like oh ah, there's a i'm not gonna lie i still have nightmares about tim curry in the sewer <laughs> <laughs> i just i have issues i watched that way too young speaking of which when we went to see it in theaters there were people bringing their small children and i don't know why but i get very offended when people do that yeah because i'm very lax when it comes to movies for my children well i guess my youngest is five and like i said um i'm a little more open about what he can see but there was no way 
I was going to let him see this. Anything that's going to be, like I said, anything that can imprint on the mind and change the way you think about certain things, especially in a bad way, it's not something you want to do for them. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we have a very different um, mindset as far as the level of things that children can see. I mean, I would take a five-year-old to a PG-13 movie, but there are very few R-rated movies that I would take my child to. Now, I know in the aspect of like violence versus gore versus you know, I guess horror, we're kind of on the same page. Like if it's at the gratuitous level where like it doesn't need to be that, doesn't need to be that sexualized. It doesn't need to be that, you know, gruesome. We don't, we don't take our kids to that. We, we, we typically save that for like a date night situation where we just go and watch it together. But I mean, Logan was a different story. You know what I'm saying? Like we were excited and it was something that you could like talk through, but it is not something you can talk your child through. Like that leaves nightmares. But at the same time, the gore, I guess you could say, in Logan doesn't, well, in my case, it doesn't give my child nightmares. It's not something he's scared of. Right. Um, but something like right. it, that puts fear in you. Yes. No, I totally agree. So we're going to get chapter two, which is basically the return of the original Losers Club 27 years later. So they're going to be in their late 30s. Uh, they're coming back because Pennywise has come back. Visually, the first movie I enjoyed very much. I liked the floating mobile of bodies in the air. I liked just the whole general aspect of where they went. So let's talk casting. Uh, Beverly Marsh was the young girl in... It. She was played by child actor Sophia Lillis. Um, Jessica Chastain is rumored to be the front runner to play the role of Bev. Tell me how you feel, Andy. Uh, I don't she's a good actress. But my whole thing is I am going to cast based on the child actor that you pick. And I don't see Sophia Lillis growing mm -hmm. up to be just Jessica Chastain. So I would, you know, I would try to pick somebody that is a good actress, but still, you know, has enough of the physical traits that you believe this is her. So my pick was actually Allison Lohman. I felt like she fit the facial features a lot more. Um, she also fits my vision of what a, of somebody, okay, she fits what she, she looks like and she fits what her job was, you know, per the book, which she becomes a fashion designer. Jessica Chastain, like I said, she just doesn't fit the traits. Yes, I could still see her as a fashion designer, but what are you going to go with? Somebody that fits one criteria or both criteria? Right. Your pick, I feel like, does have enough facial attributes that you could see that progression in age. Um, she does still look very young to me, though. Um yeah, but I, I will say this. She is actually the exact age she needs to be. She looks young, but she is 38, the exact age she needs to be. Okay. Uh, my pick was Amy Adams. I like, obviously, she has the hair. We know she can act. I felt like she gave me enough facial similarities that you could pair her with Bev. And I feel like because she does look older and more mature, she would work out to be like an older version of Bev. Like weathered. She's gone through the Pennywise trauma and she's come out on top, but she still has that tired look to her. I like her better than Jessica Chastain, but I feel like she is too old. She looks too old. Yeah. Another fan list that I had found of people just randomly selecting who they thought should be Bev uh, had Allison Hannigan listed from Buffy or How I Met Your Mother. Your face is telling me no. <laughs> Yeah, I this one I'm just like what? Like she does not fit at 
Oh. I think a lot of the time people see red hair and they just pick actresses with red hair. And it's like you realize there are wigs and hair dye that could get us where we need to be. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like that's one of the reasons that Chastain is chosen a lot for characters with red hair. It's because she has red hair, her name is recognizable, and she's a good actress. But it's like, it's just dumb. She's not a fit for everybody just because her hair is red. That happens because people don't have vision. <laughs> no vision and, it, and it's an easy choice yes it is an easy choice okay so obviously pennywise is going to be bill skarsgård again so we do not need to fight about no that. let's recast it no let's not recast <laughs> it no i'm kidding because i totally loved him although Hall was a front runner to play no. pennywise I'm just saying. No. I'm just saying. I swear, every week you're talking about Hall. I love me some Gyllenhaal. I'm okay. going to assassinate him so you can stop talking about him. Okay, good. So <laughs> our next casting would be Mike Hanlon, which was the homeschooler. Child actor that played him was the was named Chosen Jacobs, which I think is funny. His name is Chosen. Um, I thought he did very well. Uh, Idris Elba is actually begging for this role. He does have enough facial similarities that I can see. Um, I can see that he is a little darker in complexion, though, than I probably would have gone with. But I mean, I can see that working out for him. I I like him. Um, my one problem is he grows up to be the he's the only one that stays in, the, in town. Right. He still lives in Derry. And he is the librarian. Oh. That's he's like the sexy librarian then if he's <laughs> if he plays the role. <laughs> it's like, wow, we have a uh we have an uptick in women wanting to read. I wonder why all these women are at the library every week. <laughs> My wife keeps telling me she's going to the library. <laughs> yeah. Um I think I'm I didn't look it up. I think he's a bit old, but he does I don't know. I think he he's old. <laughs> Still looks good, but he's old. My pick is Jordan Peele from Key and Peele. He's also a voice actor and he was a writer on the movie Get Out. I feel like his complexion is very similar. I feel like his facial features fit. He looks like an older version of Chosen Jacobs. He fits that small town, homely kind of feel, but he's attractive enough that, you know, he's a good looking kid. So I I think that's who they should go with. No. <laughs> <laughs> and here's why mike was depicted as a farm boy he is a farm boy in the movie and he encompasses that like he has the physical traits like he's a built boy he's very stout he looks like he works correct yes your boy here looks like he's never picked up a tool in his life that's why it's called acting yeah but when you look like you've never picked up the tool it's gonna be pretty hard to look to actually do it you know what i mean okay but e he's never gonna have that i don't think he's ever gonna have that's not something you can just fake you know what i mean i don't know a good personal trainer some diet and i don't know a, a knowledge of what he needs and i think he could do it but i think it's also in his face he's got one of those faces like he could be like he's a nerd uh, yeah you know what i mean you know kind of like the guy from uh hunger games uh you know nuts and bolts uh he was also in westworld he plays the guy that turns out to be a a a robot or what are they called oh the guy um arthur yes yes okay arthur. that's the kind of feel i get from okay. this guy i can see that he'd work perfect in a library though <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, but it doesn't look person they chose for the kid actor does not fit that. Okay. Um, on one of the many short lists from this week that I that we were looking at, David O. Yellow was on the list. He was in he was in Selma and Nightingale. Okay, he definitely fits way better. I feel like he could be your choice for that. He looks like he's about the right age, he's got the right build, definitely resembles the child he would be my runner-up pick i still felt like he's a little dark his complexion is darker than what we needed to be i agree but if he got some sun you know yeah. he could get there chadwick boseman was on another list and that is the gentleman that is playing the black panther currently yes and he would actually be my first pick because again the physical attributes i feel like he has more of the facial features you know he, he kind of fits in the same boat as the uh as david oyello um he would be my first pick there was a list that had Jamie Foxx, and I'm a hard out on this one. Yeah, he's in the same as... They were like, hey, look, it's a black guy. Let's put him in there. We know like, he can he act. Has, he, he, he doesn't really fit. Like, like Honestly, he does fit the physical attributes and whatever else. The facial features, though, no. And then the fact that he's known as a comedian actor, I'd kind of... I'd say no. Like, I don't feel like his voice would fit. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So, next up, we have Bill Denbro. Child actor was Jaden Lieberer. On almost every list that I came across... Jimmy Simpson was listed. He was in Westworld. He also had a part in the House of Cards series. I could see it, but I feel like they went too nerd with this one. I agree with you on that assessment, but I think out of all the people that you're going that you have listed, he is the best pick. He is one of the better picks. I feel like his facial features, again, as long as you have enough similarities, you can see the association. So like the nose is very similar. His facial set is very similar. Um, His hairline and all of that stuff. So I mean, you can make the leap between the two actors and say this is the older character. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is, I suppose. On another list that I found, they had Edward Norton listed. Uh, he was in Primal Fear and The Illusionist. Obviously, he was also the Hulk at one point. Fight Club. Fight Club. We don't talk about Fight Club, remember? <laughs> okay. Um, he was not in that movie with soap on the cover. Um, he, I, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. Like, I can see some similarities. Like, in the, in the picture I'm looking at right now, he's even got the same hair as the boy. But I, I, I don't see it. I, I don't feel it. Yeah, it's just not enough for me. Christian Bale was also listed. Um, obviously, he was Batman. I think the nose is wrong for me. For me, when I saw Christian Bale, I was like, you know what? He would be good in this movie, but not as Bill. I actually see him as another character, which I'll bring that up when we get to him. Okay. Um, also on a fan created list was Jason Bateman. Um, I love me some Jason Bateman. Rested development. I think he has enough similarities. He could be an older version, but he's a little more attractive than what we need him to be. He's very pretty. Bateman is pretty? Bate I think Bateman's pretty. <laughs> I do not, obviously. Um, <laughs> I don't. I see him playing, I can see him playing the character, but based on what we got from the child, no, I think he's a little, he's an off tangent of what we got from the, the child actor. Okay. Uh, last but not least, Nathan Fillion was on a list. 
physical for me. It's the face is just, I don't think he would grow into, oh my God. And he's probably the closest one too, but for some reason I don't, maybe it has something to do with demeanors. He does have a different demeanor and his eye set is different. I mean, I know that doesn't mean a lot to people, but being an art major, it's critical. Like if your eyes are in the wrong place, you cannot see it. So uh, Jaden's eyes are a bit more inset, like Jimmy's Simpson's eyes. Fillion's eye set, his nose is broader, so his eyes are a little further out. So it his face doesn't have the same feel. The structure's the same, his nose is very similar, uh, the mouth shape and the lower setting of his face is fine. But I think from the eyes to the hairline is what's throwing me off. Yeah, you're like disappointing all the nerds out there. They're like, screw that. We like Nathan Fillion. We want him and everything. Malcolm, Malcolm. Uh Bill is a horror writer. That makes sense. So I can see Simpson doing mm-hmm. that. Um, obviously, there's going to be a lot of people to say they can see Fillion doing that since he was a writer. In Castle. In Castle. Yeah, but he gives me a different feel. Like Simpson gives me that tortured, you know, kind of reclusive kind of feel. And Fillion gives me that extrovert, happy, excited to see everyone kind of feel. I was going to say exactly what I was going to use the exact word that you used of tortured. And I feel like he conveys what you would get because of what they've been through. Like you visually get that. Okay, so I guess we are gold starring Jimmy Simpson. Yes. All right, let's move on to Ben Haskum. He was tits in It. A uh, child actor that played him was Jeremy Ray Taylor. Uh-huh, and he actually grows up to be an architect. Ooh, and he uh, thins out. You know, it makes sense to me, the architect thing with all the maps and historical stuff that he had in his room as a child. So, I mean, I feel like that fits the character very well. Yeah, because that's kind of the way I was growing up. Like, I paid attention a lot to things like that. And I appreciated buildings, you know, historically. Yeah. And I had actually wanted to become an architect. But nobody wanted to pay me to become an architect. So... <laughs> You could still do it. Don't give up on your dreams. No. No? I was going to say, wait, are we going to go back to my wet dreams we were having about Harley? No, let's not. (laughs) You don't want me to give up on those Yeah, don't give up on your wet dreams. My pick is Tyler Labine. Uh, He's a Canadian actor. He was in Reaper and Deadbeat, um, which was a Netflix series. I feel like he fits the part. I know you said he thins out when he gets older, but um, I really enjoy him. I enjoy him also, but unfortunately, he's fat. Uh, and just in general, I I would like to see more contrast. Like he could thin up, but I feel like I am rooting for this guy and I want there to be like this huge contrast. I want him to come in and everybody be like, who the f*** is that? Is, is that you, Ben? Okay, then to mm-hmm. offer your contrast, Chris Helmsworth was on a list. Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth was on a list. Obviously, that's Thor. Um, if you're going with the hot bod scenario, I think he fits your your bill there. Yeah, but at the same time, your next pick actually fits more of the physical attributes. Okay, so I'm talking about I'm sorry, like the facial features and stuff. Okay, so I get giddy like a little girl. I love Chris Pratt. I loved Fat Pratt. I love Thin Pratt. I love Star Lord Pratt. I love everything Pratt. 
So he is on a fan list. He was actually on, no, Sci-Fi Wire didn't have him. But he's on multiple lists. And I would just be thrilled to see Chris Platt. Pratt. Yes. And he's actually the character himself, which, you know, he used to be somewhat fat. He got really fit. But at the same time, I am not sure. Was the child himself? I don't remember. Was the child himself humorous at all? He had some funny moments. Um, Richie was usually the one that had that weird comical interjection. Uh, But Ben did have some funny moments. Because the only problem I would have with Chris Pratt is his affliction to humor. Like, he cannot stay serious. Yeah. Like, I don't think he he could really do it for the whole movie. He's just going to want to, like, ah! Like, he's just wild. It's my only problem with him. Yeah, but I think you could throw in little sarcastic moments. You know, like the, the sarcastic Pratt that we get every once in a while. I think you could throw in those moments and still get the humor that he needs, but give us the bin that we want. Yeah, but at the same time, I think you're going to want to keep that with Eddie and Richie in the movie. Like, because that was their niche yeah their character that's niche. true um if i didn't i didn't necessarily find one or think of one off the bat but i think there probably could be somebody that fits this role better somebody similar to pratt but yet can be a little more serious well i will keep looking we'll keep you updated <laughs> <laughs> um our next character is Richie Tozier. Tozier? I'm not sure how you want to pronounce that. He was played yeah. by child actor Finn Wolfhard, which is Mike from Stranger Things. I was on board. I mean, I didn't realize he was in the... I, I probably should have realized he was in the movie, but I didn't realize he was in the movie until we were in the theater and he came on the screen and I was like, oh my God, it's Mike! <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wasn't paying attention yeah, to the trailers. Just whatever. I just don't think it registered... Because we, the trailer probably came out between Stranger Things 1 and 2. You know what I'm saying? And it just, like, my brain just didn't register it. But because we binge-watched Stranger Things 2, you know what I'm saying? It's fresh on my mind. So when we went in to see it, I was like, oh my god. First pick. Um, first pick. Critics are saying that Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is the front runner for Richie. Nothing. Oh, it's everything went quiet. I was just like, did the time just stop? <laughs> um, I don't know. Because uh, in general, I see him. Like, I look at the kid and I'm like, that looks like Howard Stern is a kid. And it even turns out that Richie becomes a DJ. Okay. So I think that's one of the reasons why I look at him and I'm like, I see Howard Stern, which Howard Stern right. himself is too old. He doesn't really act. He did that one movie, which was about himself. But somebody that looks like him. And I feel like this actor is close and he he would probably work, but I'm not feeling it 100%. Okay. On one of the fan lists, they had Paul Rudd. I love Paul Rudd, who is also from Kansas. Um, he obviously played Ant-Man. He's been in role models. I, I think he could do it. I think he could pull this off. The eyes are the same. I think that's why I'm on board. They have the squinty eyes. I think he's got the personality. I like Paul Rudd, but visually I can't I can't picture it. I I could maybe picture him as Eddie. I don't see Eddie. Notice I no, said I, I know, could maybe but I'm just picture saying, him as Eddie. I don't see. I would like even even if you had him on Eddie's list, I'd say, yeah, but no. <laughs> I really couldn't find anyone 
on any of the other lists that I felt worked. There was one list um, that had a character from a bunch of indie films, but I wasn't sure. Like, he didn't give me enough to make me think, yes, that's Eddie. Richie. We're talking about Richie. My bad. Yeah. I didn't yes, I didn't see enough Richie. for Richie. One of them had Seth Green listed for Richie. Yeah. Your face was my face. That's like really Alice and Hannigan. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense. So up next, we have Eddie Kasprick. Uh, he was played by child actor Jake Dylan Grazer. Um, the front runner for casting on this one is going to be Andrew Rannells. He was a character on the HBO show Girls. <sighs> I I have not witnessed this actor, but with the picture that I found, I am just like, he seems kind of creepy to me. <laughs> well, I feel like Eddie's going to be a mama's boy. He's going to be one of those where he's basically going to be creepy because of what his mom did to him as a child. So the creepy factor could work. What's his job? Eddie uh, runs a limousine rental company. That's creepy. Which I'm going to I'm gonna assume that they're not going to go with that. Uh, you know, like I said, they're probably going to change a lot of the jobs that they, they carry. You know, mostly because of the times. Like limousine rental. I mean, you can see that happening. But maybe, you know, maybe they make, make it a little more general and say he's a taxi. Or a party bus. Or party bus. Yeah, those there are still you go. Relevant. Something like that. Uh, Fanless gave us Adam Scott from Parks and Rec and Step Brothers. Um, I'm not completely on board with this one just because I feel like the nose is a lot different. Yeah, like of this list, though, he's the only one I somewhat favor because uh, everybody else seems a little off character. And I feel like Adam Scott is more in character. Okay. Uh, Topher Grace was on a list. Obviously, he played Venom at one point in the Spider-Man movies. And <laughs> that's the one thing you're going to bring up? Venom? Not like that 70s show or something? He was on that 70s show, which I enjoyed. I like the look of Topher. But as we've discussed previously, he's one of those people that has those weird, awkward mannerisms, which Yes. Could work for Eddie, but at the same time, I just don't see it. I don't either. Okay. And last but not least, I decided to go rogue and select Elijah Wood for my list. I think he's too cute for Eddie. <laughs> Do you remember what Elijah Wood looked like when he was a child? No. I, that is, that, that. I feel like that's really far from what Eddie is. I All I see is Frodo when I look at Elijah Wood. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I instantly want to ask him where his ring is. He's also very short. So if we did get Chris Pratt up in here for Ben, I mean, Eddie is going to be a complete height contrast if they cast Elijah. Yeah, we're going to have an issue there. But at the same time, you know, these characters, their ages, the heights that they're at aren't necessarily where they're going to be because they are in the 11 year old range. Yes. Correct? Whereas Beverly was about two years older. No, she was about yeah. the same age. Never mind. So. They were 11. Wait, what did we determine? 11 to 14. Somewhere, somewhere in that range. There. Yes. But again, especially with boys, they are nowhere close to what they're gonna to their heights that they may, you know, somehow are late bloomers. Eddie would seem like he'd be a late bloomer because the character himself or the actor that played him seems like somebody that's uh, uh, a little behind on puberty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With all of his placebos and inhalers and things. I don't know. Because you, you could tell that Mike, Stanley, and Bill were pretty much going 
going through puberty. On this one, I think I'm going to leave, I would leave this pick up to the casting directors. Like, I'm not going to be upset if they select somebody on their own that they feel like fills this role, or even if they got a no name or somebody that, you know, is, is good and maybe at Sundance or something, you know, someone to fill in that role because we don't really have a definite, like, we don't physically see Eddie in any of the actors that are prevalent on the scene at the moment. Well, well that, that we, we could think, think of. of. Lastly, we have Stanley Uris, the... I don't even know what you'd want to call him. But he was played by child actor Wyatt Olaf. He was the safe scaredy cat. He was the safe scaredy cat. I well, so was so was Eddie, but Yeah, but he was more scared just because he was scared of everything. The front runner on most of the lists that I ran into was Hugh Dancy. Um, I think that's gonna be my pick. He was on Hannibal, which I did not see. So cannot give you an opinion on his acting, but just looking at him, he has the hair, he has the face, his nose is nice. Um, so I enjoy him. This is the one where I saved Christian Bale for, because I feel like he almost looks like Christian Bale when he was young, because we had that movie, what was it, Empire of the Sun? Mm-hmm. Like I see that kid. The only difference is the hair, but looking at him, I see Christian Bale, and that's why I said I saved him for later. Which I don't really think they should go with the big actor because I like how they used all these kids. They were kind of unknown except for uh, Finn. Right. That was his name. Yes, he was the only one that kind of stood out. But even then, I mean, Netflix is not a major network or anything. It just it was a very popular show on a very obscure platform. Correct. Yeah. But uh, I don't agree with really any other picks on this list i don't feel like any of them fit what this kid conveys by the way uh stanley is a wealthy accountant Mm. Which, you know what I find interesting about that is uh, Christian Bale actually played, I believe he was an investor, like stockbroker or something like that. And I felt like he played that role very well. He was kind of the, he was focused on what he did. What he did was right. You know, shut the f*** up and let me do what I do. Let me look that movie up. It's actually a movie we watched together. Remember I made you watch it? The Big Short, I think that's what it's called. Oh, okay. Do you remember that? Had Steve Carell and had a bunch of big names in it. Yes. Had Ryan Gosling, Christian Bale, Steve Carell. He's, I think he's essentially the character that this boy becomes. Okay. I mean, I I can see that. Looking at them and seeing, I, I could see that. And honestly, I realize that Stanley's hair is quite curly as a child actor, but you can grow out of curls. Yes, I agree with that. I'm just saying that, like, right now looking at it, like, even as a child, Christian Bale didn't have that hair, so. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, next on a fan pick was Rob Benedict. He was on Supernatural and in Waiting. I'm not completely sold on this, but I wouldn't necessarily write this guy off. I think the problem with all of these guys that I got pictures of with this, they all have the five o'clock shadow. And I feel like a wealthy accountant, he's probably going to be clean shaven. So I think it doesn't sell me that all of these guys have that that stubble going on. Um, I can kind of see it, though. I don't know. I'm not sold. Like I said, I'm not really sold on any of these other guys. The only one that I don't like or that did not agree with me was the Paul Schneider. Um, He was in Channel Zero. He was also in the movie Water for Elephants. Looking at him physically, I just don't see Stanley. And I'm not really sure why he was on a list. Like, he doesn't fit for me. Like, I, 
Yeah, see, I was, I agree, because like I was going through pictures of this guy, and I tried to pick something that was that gave you something to look at to compare. And the closest thing I came with doesn't even come close. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know, I, I wasn't sold, I, and I didn't really get it. So I guess if I saw him in something, and you know, the the character he was portraying reminded me of Stanley, then I might be on board. But I mean, physically, I don't see it, so I can't. I'm not there. I can't be there. Yeah, it's kind of like what I said about the first guy for Eddie. Like, I've never seen him in anything. I don't know how... I don't have any body of work to compare it, you know, to compare Stanley with. Right. Well, we'll give you a link of all of the articles that we found with these people listed. I also have a secondary article. I didn't really like any of the pics, but I'll throw it up on the website anyway. So if you guys want to let us know your thoughts on that, we'd be happy to discuss further. Uh, next up, let's talk about the very anticipated release of the tr teaser trailer for Avengers Infinity War and all of the good and the bad that we got out of it. Well, one thing I didn't like is they're still not showing us anybody else that's going to be in the movie. Like they've only showed us core characters that have been in the yeah, movie. Yeah, I was really disappointed that we didn't even get to see Ant-Man in the teaser. Correct. Like even some of the people. Or that Wasp or... Oh, Anybody. she was. She was, actually, wasn't I, she? I, I don't know. I don't remember seeing her. Damn. Are we going to have to watch it again? <laughs> Probably. I actually think I could have swore I did see her. Like, she was looking up. Or maybe I'm thinking about a picture I saw. Well, I know that Ant-Man and Wasp are on the poster, but they're really oh, small. Say, oh, I may actually be thinking about the, the pictures that they took. Because, you know, they had a girl in every group oh, yeah, photo. Yeah, yeah. That may be what I'm thinking about. But this trailer has now broken the record for most views in the 24-hour period. It had 230 million views. That's pretty amazing. In 24 hours. So uh, what do you think about, what do you think the anticipation is for this movie? You think anybody's going to go see it? No. Yeah. I think it's going to bomb at the box office. It'll be like Batman no. versus Superman it's gonna or be something. Just like Justice like, nobody's going to care. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah, I enjoyed that they teased it for us, but I didn't enjoy that they just kept teasing it like every day. Like I'm over here waiting for this trailer and they're like, oh, it's going to come out on Thursday. Oh, we're going to go on Thursday. Oh, well, oh. I'm like, <laughs> obviously it worked. Give it to if me 230 like, million people watch it. They just wanted to make sure that everybody knew it was going to come out this day and that you were going to watch it that day. And they were going to get a shitload of views. You can't knock it if it Fine. works. Fine. It worked great. The Nerdist actually has a great breakdown on the trailer. Uh, Chobot is always on top of it. I'm sure it's mostly writers. It's probably some of her, but mostly just everybody at the Nerdist. But if you want a great overview and a breakdown of everything in the trailer, the Nerdist has you covered. I did like Sad Iron Man. That was not sad, Iron Man. That was when you know something's about to happen and you can do nothing about it. There's a choice to be had and you don't like that choice mm -hmm. and you do it. You're going to have to do it. You know what I mean? Like I like what they said on Nerdist, they believe he's going to sacrifice himself to save mm. Spider-Man. And like he's not in his suit now. He's completely vulnerable and he knows what's going to happen. Because I think what happened is somehow, oh, uh, it was like in Nerdist. Um, you remember how he saved uh, Pepper Potts? In Iron Man 3. Yes. Where he took off his suit and set it for her. And then the suit just basically grabbed her, put her inside the suit mm -hmm. to, to protect her, and then took off. I feel like... 
that's what he's going to do here for Spider-Man. And which leaves him suitless left behind with Thanos. And I don't think Thanos cares that he doesn't have the suit. And he's probably going to crush him. Maybe. It's a possibility. Because you know you know the part where they're Vision? Where it's Vision and Scarlet Witch? Mm-hmm. Well, that's something that was in the comic books. They had a relationship. And they actually had children together they actually had twins i believe and uh i think that's kind of what they're hinting at here is that you know they built a relationship this actually may be a dream of some sorts that hits on that and it may never actually occur but you know it gives that semblance of some kind of life that he had hoped for maybe well i would just like to say that this trailer is very dark except for the i don't even think you can call it post credit but after they flash avengers at you and they give you thor with the guardians and pratt has the porn stash i think that's (laughs) the only humor in this whole trailer i agree but they're also i think at this point it's before the fight yes but i think i think in this mcu we finally reached this climax in these storylines we finally reached the point where they have gone dark. It's a war. Yes, uh, it's coming. At, well, at the point where they're there, I believe they have ran into the sanctuary. Um, he Thor himself has been left for dead. They take him on the ship. So like I said, this is probably going to be at the beginning of the film. Uh, they're away from anything that may already be occurring, which I don't believe anything's occurring yet in uh, on Earth. But they're on their way to Earth, the sanctuary, to find the Infinity Stones. Okay, so we... We have a scene where we see the Thor- the Hulk has fallen through the ceiling of the Sanctum, has fallen through the floor of the Sanctum. Obviously, he was quite big because the crater is very large. And we see Doctor Strange walk up and the look on his face is, the fuck is this? Like, who is this guy? This is not the same dude that just fell through the ceiling. Yeah, and then Wong's got that bewildered look on his face too. Like, yeah. huh? And Banner even looks caught off guard like he's like where am i why am i in the floor you know that kind of thing well i will note this that they've also hinted at with the set photos that there may be an internal struggle of control between himself and the hulk which we sort of saw that with thor ragnarok yeah but i think at this point it's it's uh it's kind of like on uh, the flash um where killer frost uh was suppressing caitlin to the point where she didn't know if she could come back and i think that's what's starting to happen with banner is that when the hulk comes out he is not letting banner come back and he may have a be having a mental fight with him which you know if there's a mental fight they're obviously going to show it visually in a physical form right for us because otherwise it would just look like somebody standing there like uh because you know It's all in his head. We do also see Bruce Banner with the Hulkbuster arm. So rumor has it that the Hulk is actually going to wear the Hulkbuster armor in this. What? How would he fit in there? It's meant for Tony Stark. I understand that. But when the Hulk in the trailer, when the Hulkbuster lands, oh, he lands with a very similar mannerism to the way that the Hulk lands when he jumps. So oh, I think that just has to do with size. Where did you read that? Chobot on the Nerdist. I did. I watched that. I don't remember. Um, we also have a scene where someone is pulling the stone out of Vision's head. Oh, well, that's one of the, uh, the Black Order. That will be interesting. I wonder if that is going to be actually in the movie or if that is a foreshadowing of... Or a dreamscape from Vision. Which part? Where they're pulling the stone out of his head. Well, I think that's an actual because that's the only way he can get the stones. 
And if they go per the comic books, he's going to get all the stones. There's also a scene where the Scarlet Witch looks very relieved to see the cap when he shows up. Yeah, because I think that at this point they they have visited Wakanda in desperation. Who has visited Wakanda in desperation? Well, because the cap is with Black Panther in Wakanda and Scarlet Witch is there. That's what I'm saying. I think they've come there in desperation for help. And it wasn't necessarily for the captain. I'm going to say that the at the point where the captain finds the Scarlet Witch is after the point where the Black Order has taken the stone from Vision. I think she's trying to hold her own. I think it looks like she's already upset. And then when she sees Cap, there's relief on her face. Like, oh my God, there's somebody else here to help me. Because we know Scarlet's on the run. Because post-Civil War, she went on the run. So she's probably still hiding out. Yeah, with Hawkeye. Yes, and the captain has come to recruit them to be a part of his war in Wakanda. Like, the captain knows what's going on, and he's like, we're gonna need help. And he goes to get the people he needs. That's my theory. Maybe. Or maybe he was just in hiding in Wakanda. We get a scene with Spider-Man on Thanos' ship. Uh, I don't believe that's actually his ship, though. I think that's... It's a ship of some sort, because we saw the sanctuary. We see Loki in the trailer, and it looks like he may be betraying Thor by maybe arranging a meeting with Thanos, or trying to adhere his own survival in this situation. Um, yeah, I kind of agree with Nerdist, though, that it's it's one of those toss-up moments where we don't know if he's doing it for the greater good, or if he is betraying, um, because we did see a turn uh, a turnabout with him in Thor Ragnarok, and I I really don't feel like they're going to undo that. I think he feels like he has to do it to save more lives. And it's it's kind of one of those one of those things where it's like, you know what? Give up this fight. I'm going to lose this fight. I'm going to live to fight another day. Or hell, you know what? He's a trickster. How do we even know that that is the Tesseract? It's true. He could be just playing his cards to get further. We know he's buying time. Yeah. We also get our first look at Thanos. He is not sporting his usual helmet, which a lot of people are upset about. I actually made a comment that he looked like a blueberry Brock Lesnar. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does. He really does. I mean, and then there was another meme that we saw where he was one of the thumb people from the Spy Kids movie. <laughs> I did not see that one, but uh, that's funny. So obviously we get to see the gauntlet. We know that he has two stones. So obviously when he arrives on Earth, he's already got two. And which stones did we say those were? I don't know. It's the purple one and the blue one. The purple one is the one from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, The one where if you touched it, you know, it pretty much destroyed you. So the space stone is blue. It's a blue stone known as the Tesseract which first appears in Captain America, the first Avenger. So then you have the Mind Stone, which is Yellow Rock, which was hidden in Loki's mind-controlling staff. Yes, which which apparently he had already had it. Okay, Loki. Thanos, he had already had oh, it. okay. And he gave it to Loki to use to obtain, to help obtain the other stones. Oh, that makes sense. But then, but then he lost the scepter, remember? Mm-hmm. And then they ended up making... Vision. Vision out of this, yes. Sorry. So then we have the reality stone, which is the aforementioned red cloud, which was from Ether, was called the Ether, yes. and was used to destroy the universe. The Asgardians gave it to the collector to keep safe, which we saw the collector and the guardians also. Yeah, because they did not they did not want the two stones together because they already had one in their vault. Correct. Which was the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we have the Power Stone, which is the purple crystal, which Thanos already has in the trailer. And that was inside the orb that was where the Star-Lord left it with the Nova Core. So we obviously know that Thanos has already taken down the Nova Core at this point. 
See, and that's what and that's what I think is that he's obtained all the ones that were kind of far away and now he's headed towards Earth, which I don't believe that they necessarily are on Earth when they're fighting him, but he's headed to Earth. And obviously the Black Order is on Earth. Right. And the last stone is the time stone, which is the green stone in the amulet that Doctor Strange carries. And it is used to manipulate time. Amulet of Agamotto. The Eye of Agamotto. Eye of Agamotto. See, I, I was purely from my head, so. <laughs> but we know when okay. and shit hits the fan, so to speak. Thanos already has the purple and the blue. It's interesting to see where they're going to go with this. I mean, it is what it is, but the trailer was done very well. And I am on board for the darkness. Yeah, mostly what I anticipated, though, from this movie is that we're supposed to see a lot of new superheroes. And we didn't see any, but I did read an article that does verify that Captain Marvel is going to be in Avengers 4. Yes, but the full scope of her appearance where we do not know yet. Well, we know that she's going to be in a scene, at least, with uh, Black Widow and the Hulk. Because she talked about that she did a scene with uh, Mark Ruffalo. And they're like, yeah, put your hand right there in front of him. And she's like, well, that's his face. You want me to put my hand in his face? And they're like, yeah, it, that's his chest. <laughs> you know, once they CGI it. And she's like, oh, come on, give me a break. This is like my first time. You know, I'm not, you know, like I'm, I haven't been here as long as you guys. So right. uh, they had that interview. And so I'm, we are definitely getting her. I'm, I'm actually excited about that. I am too. I'm excited to see her in her suit. Yeah, I want to see the, the I want to get the visual, you know, and then that'll help us. That'll help build the anticipation for the uh, kind of the origin story that they're going to have since uh, the Captain Marvel movie will be set in the 90s. Yes. You got anything else you want to add? That's all I got for the time we got. All right. Well, that's all for us, folks. Thank you so much for stopping by and letting us fill your head with this useless information. You can check us out on our website at mushyhead.com for a complete list of links as well as fun and interesting factoids. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Until next week, do or do not. There is no try. I'll try if I want. <sighs> Nuh-uh. Your, your mom. mom. Your mom tries. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right.